Well, here's a bit of a surprise. We'll have more of this tomorrow with Dr. John Lott, but... Uh, an update now on Virginia and the raft of anti-gun bills put forth by lawmakers in Virginia since Democrats took over. Well, another disappointment, a setback. Governor Ralph Blackface Northam's push to ban the sale of assault weapons failed yesterday after Democrats balked at the proposal. Senators voted to shelve the bill for a year at least and asked the state crime commission to study the issue, an outcome that drew cheers from a committee room packed with gun advocates. Four Democrats joining Republicans in Monday's committee vote, rejecting the bill that would have prohibited the sale of certain semi-automatic firearms, including the AR-15, and banned the possession of magazines that hold more than 12 rounds. The bill was a top priority of Democrats around the country. And for Governor Blackface Northam, who has campaigned uh, campaigned heavily for a broad package of anti-gun measures, the governor's spokeswoman, Alina Yarmosky, said he is disappointed with the result but determined to continue to press for the measure. We will be back next year. David Mazur, a gun rights supporter who attended the committee hearing, said he is glad about Monday's results but not convinced the bill is dead. I'm happy about it, but I don't trust him. Virginia is the current epicenter of the country's heated debate over guns as a new Democratic majority seeks to enact strict new limits on guns. Democrats ran heavily on gun control during last year's legislative elections when they flipped control of the General Assembly for the first time in more than two decades. They did that, of course, with the help of courts that rewrote the the district lines. Activist judges weighed in. If you didn't hear that part of it, it's important you understand that. Gun owners, especially in rural communities, however, have pushed back hard. Last month, tens of thousands of gun rights activists from around the country flooded the Capitol. 22,000 was the official count. More than 100 counties, cities, and towns in Virginia have declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries, vowing to oppose any new unconstitutional restrictions on guns. The proposed assault weapon ban has received the most opposition. Gun owners have accused the governor and others of wanting to confiscate commonly owned guns and accessories from law-abiding gun owners. Blackface Northam and his allies have said repeatedly they do not want to confiscate guns, but argued that banning new sales of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines would help prevent mass murder. The bill will save lives, so said Democrat Mark Levine. Earlier proposals to ban AR-15 rifles or to require owners to register them with state police also scrapped. The governor hoped a watered-down version would win over enough Democrat votes, but it did not. Democrats in the state Senate have said for weeks they are uncomfortable passing legislation that would affect so many current gun owners. An estimated 8 million AR-style guns have been sold since they were introduced in the 1960s. They're easy to use, easy to clean, and easy to modify. Lawmakers voted to table the bill Monday with little debate while noting that there was confusion over what type of guns would constitute an assault weapon. Right. What is it? I can't seem to get that straight. Anyhow, big surprise for Virginia. Like I said, we'll talk about that with John Lott. Plus, we're going to talk tomorrow with John Lott about Bloomer, Michael Bloomberg,
Come on down. You're the next contestant on I Am a Racist. Uh, that's right. Uh, by the way, with fuel prices plummeting, electric prices are stubbornly high. I just saw our electric bill from last month. I'm like, why is the bill so high? You, did you see? I mean, if I, I rolled past the gas station, I'd say gas was 215. Gas was 215. And then I see that natural gas, the price has plummeted by what? Uh, 50% since 2017. 50% it's down. Looks like we might be up just a touch today. Um, looking at gas money, $2.28. But I'm telling you that um, 215 is what I saw yesterday. Uh, in Lansing, the lowest price today, $2.15. Average price, two thirty seven. Gas is cheap is what I'm saying. Uh, and here's the problem with electrical bills that stay high. And you get rid of the coal-fired power plants and those, uh, those bills will remain high. So you continue to go to this green energy idea. Short of using nuclear power. All this other stuff in the new building of infrastructure and so forth. Low-income families spend 8.6% of their income on energy, three times more than those that are not low-income, and it hurts. You spend almost 10% of your income on the electric bill. The U.S. Energy Information Administration found one in five American households goes without food or medicine at least once a year to stay warm in the winter or cool in the summer. Seven million households face this decision every month. Seven million households. Those who can afford Teslas can deal with high electricity prices. Uh, but those who can't afford Teslas can't afford that. That's what I'm, you know, and that's what I'm saying to you. But uh, the push to green is painful for those at the bottom of the income ladder. All right? When you're losing money on Wall Street, it's a relatively minor setback if you're young because you still have plenty of time to recover. But when you get to be my age, our age, it's a different story. We don't have that luxury of time like we once did, and a bear market now can do some real damage to your hopes for a comfortable retirement. That's why I'm suggesting Bruce Van Hall and Michael Douglas have a conversation with you. That's why they like to design a portfolio that provides you with income no matter what the market is doing without sacrificing potential for growth. Don't let Wall Street dictate how you live and enjoy your retirement. Talk to Bruce. Talk to Michael today about how to protect what you've worked so hard to build. Call 517-323-7526. Schedule a portfolio review today. 517-323-7526. Or get online, mylifeplanfinancial.com. Mylifeplanfinancial.com, the place to be. So Steve, you show some final thoughts after this. Protecting Michigan's waters is critically important, and so is providing the energy that fuels Michigan's quality of life. A tunnel for Line 5 is the right solution. This underground concrete tunnel housing Line 5 deep under the Straits of Mackinac means multiple layers of protection and virtually no chance of a leak into the Great Lakes. It also eliminates the possibility of an anchor strike, and it means no interruption to the energy that Michigan needs. Learn more at Enbridge.com slash Line 5 Tunnel. 
The beauty of high school sports is the benefits the kids playing the games receive. The benefit of belonging to something. The donning of the school uniform, the pep assemblies, homecoming, playing games they love in front of family and friends. Things you won't find anywhere else in youth sports. Show your support for the kids by heading out to a high school game in your community soon. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics.